Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. It's time for another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson. Welcome again to the Church Solutions Podcast. So good to have you here today. And uh, it's November here in Tucson, Arizona, and it's just simply beautiful outside. That is right. Although it's the day after the election, and many people are in shock and awe. (laughs) They are. Yes, it was quite a surprise, huh? But that'll be old news by the time this thing gets out. By the time this gets out, this will be uh, old news. Well, this will get out another day or so, so it won't be too old. But yeah, it is. So we appreciate you uh, spending a little bit of time with us today on the Church Solutions Podcast. We uh, do this every week, and we're a company that does streaming video, streamingchurch.tv. We do churchapplive.com, which is a mobile app. We do church management systems and website templates, myflock.com. And we do a, uh, a new product that is actually a live greeter that you can have on your website. Yes, greeter.church. Greeter.church. And you can look that up and see more about that. But uh, our parent company is JSL Solutions. So we talk about a lot of different things on this on this podcast because we're both – Steve and I and even people that work with us are involved in ministry. They're doing stuff at their church. They're uh, I'm part-time at my church. Steve has always been involved in leadership at his church to some capacity. And so uh, we cover a lot of different topics. Uh, today, we're going to talk about... We're talking about four myths about using technology in the church. All right. So so we're a tech company. So it's what what more more than appropriate subject to talk about myths about technology, four of them to be specific. Yes. Probably come up with a few more too. But right. uh, so, so this should start with why use technology in the church at all, right? We don't need technology. Well, you know, the truth is technology has actually been all throughout history. I mean, uh, what was that, the old kind of paper that they used to use, papyrus? Yes. You know, uh, for the for the manuscripts and stuff. And then, of course, you got the printing press. That evolved. That was probably one of the biggest uh, inventions to spur on Christianity in the world was the Gutenberg uh, Mm -hmm. printing press, right? Yeah, Yeah, I I, uh, talked about that in uh, in the book I wrote a few years ago called... what was it called? Streaming, streaming for idiots? Or, no, no, it wasn't. It was streaming video in one hour or something. Yes, What's the name of it. Streaming, streaming video in one hour for churches. I think you're streaming right. for churches in one hour. I don't know. You can so, look it up in Amazon. It's a bestseller, <laughs> of course. But yeah, t- uh, technology has always been around. Printing press, and of course, for those churches that believed that uh, it was okay to have instruments in your church, <laughs> piano. Yeah. Organs. Organs. Lighting. I remember this. Jay Vernon McGee, and some of our listeners have no clue who he is, but he was I a, remember Jay remember Vernon Jay McGee. Vernon McGee? He's, He's the Bible Answer Man, right? Well, no, that's that was Walter no. Martin. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, Jay Vernon McGee had this program on radio because I was in broadcasting, and, and he would go through the Bible in like five years. So every show, every program was you know, verse by verse in the Bible. It was J. Vernon McGee, and and he was actually very contemporary in his time. I mean, when I was listening to him in the 80s, he was probably in his 80s and uh, still going strong. But he actually put a uh, a sign up that that was a lit sign. His sign was a uh, 
uh, illuminated sign for his Baptist church. Like a neon sign? Yeah, a neon sign. There you go. <laughs> he was, it was a neon sign, and this is, I think, back in the late 1950s or something, and he got a lot of flack for that. Uh, about using about using lighting up the sign or something, you know. Uh, so uh, you know, technology's been around, and people give you flack for it. Uh, I mean, obviously, some very, obviously microphones are very common now, but yes, that that was you know cutting edge for a lot of people. And then, of course, when you get into guitars and drums, oh my God, drums in a church, and uh, then you know, video. Yeah, video I remember when um, the church that. That I'm still at got the first video projector. Oh yeah, we were doing uh, slide transparencies with the little overhead slide yeah. projector yeah. Uh, for all the worship lyrics, and we yeah. moved to uh, PowerPoint at the time, I think, and got the the computer projector going. I'm trying to remember if I was on staff at that time. You might have been because I, I remember. I'm pretty sure we used overhead the overhead projector when I was there yes. originally. I remember but, I was yeah. responsible for putting together the uh, the lyrics each each mm-hmm. week in oh, wow. a PowerPoint file. Yeah, and we were heading to church one morning, and Chad, who our youngest, was mm-hmm. only one and a half, two years old, fell getting into the car and cut his forehead. Oh, yikes. Cut it really bad yeah, to the point. Wow. Yeah. But I uh, went ahead and went down to the church and dropped off the lyrics, yeah. and then we went to the hospital. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you went to the church first, because <laughs> we wouldn't have had lyrics. Oh, my God, that would have been terrible. Yes, you we'd know? have been having but, to do a Sunday without lyrics. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> and that was what, just a couple years ago? No. Uh, so anyhow, um, websites, of course, you know, we're talking now we're moving, technologies evolving in the church, websites, social networking, Facebook, lots of things, tel- cell phones and mobile apps. But there are four common myths about using online technologies in the church. Yes. So the first one is... If you build it, they will come. Isn't that from a movie or something? That's right. Uh, Field of Dreams. Is that Field right? of Dreams with Kevin Costner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if so, the myth is if you build it, they will come. So what's the big idea behind this? I mean, I thought if you just put a website up, you were good. Yeah. If and we work with some churches a lot of the time too that still believe this that gee, if I put together a website or I start. You know, doing this sort of thing on the web, I'm going to have you know, everybody's going to find out about it, right. and I'm going to have thousands of um, people participating yeah. in my website once it's there. Yeah. Because well, even streaming video, I mean, we, yeah, even that, even with know. yeah, they'll think, well, oh my gosh, if I have that, then right. everyone's going to find it that's out on the web, yeah. and they're going to start. They'll show up and thousands of viewers, every thousands month, every of viewers week. every yeah. Sunday to my church, yeah. which is. Yeah. Really not the case. That's I mean, a myth. Yes. It is a myth. Putting yes. putting together a um, digital property is uh, the first 20% of yeah. uh, having an, a, an experience or having a, a good uh, experience online for your church. It's the first step. So, I mean, obviously a good website is very important. A blog is, is, is very valuable. You do it right. Uh Maybe even a discussion board, perhaps. I think podcasts are good. Uh, you know, and as we've said here many, many times, these things like Twitter and Facebooks, you know, they're all good things to have. But just because you have them does not mean it's going to just, as you just said, attract all these people. 
it does take some effort and it does take a little bit of work to stay up to date on things and, and put some energy right. into take it. Take some promotion, get some dialogue going, get mm-hmm. people talking about it. Right. Uh, but just putting it out there is yeah. not going to, yeah. uh, you know, make a really big difference. Yeah. So if they build it or if you build it, they will come as a myth, but you should build it <laughs> and you should do these other things as well. Right. Well, to, to, you uh, definitely should build it. They may not come until you promote it right. and start some dialogue on it and, yeah. you know, get, get the ball rolling. Yep. Absolutely. All right, so what's the other myth out here about technology and ministry today? So our second myth is it doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost anything. So you can use technology, and it's not going to cost you anything. Yes. Well, there are there are some free stuff out there, right? I mean, there are, Twitter's there free. Are, right? And as we, we talked to with some of our um, streaming customers, we say there are some free services out there yeah. that don't cost you money. They'll probably cost you in other ways yes. than um, the money. Yeah. But um, so that's kind of what this is about. It 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 may not cost any money, but it's definitely going to cost your time, investment, right? With um, you know making whatever you're going to. Even if right. you're using completely free tools, like for example, I mean, Facebook is completely free. Twitter is completely free. Right. Most of the tools out there are completely free. But so, uh, but if you're doing it well on those platforms, you are investing and you're spending. Right. Um, you may not be spending money, but you're, and you may be spending money as well. There's ways to spend mm-hmm. some money on this and to get things going as well, but. Yeah, we've talked about even how you could use Facebook to promote your live streaming on your church website or or other things. You can use Facebook and pay some money for it. But yeah, you're right. The effort, I mean, the tools, some of the tools might be free, but it, you need to invest some at least time and energy into it. Yes, exactly. And, and probably a little bit of money as well. But again, and we don't want to discourage people from using technology. All we're saying is don't don't just throw it up there. And walk away from it, right? You know, you, you got to have to pay attention to it, and that includes you know posting on social media and doing it right. Which we've we've spent a lot of time here on these podcasts in the past talking about that. All right, so another myth about technology in in church and ministry. So number three here is only the younger generation uses social networking. Only the younger generation. That is a myth. One of those. Those 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 kids, those young punks today, they don't have a clue what's going on. That's not true. There's lots of people using social uh, networking today. In fact, I think you got a stat there, don't you? Yeah. So we have um, one study that reported that 64% of Twitter and 61% of Facebook's users are 35 or older. Yep. So the majority are 35 or older, and actually. It's probably true with your son as well, but my our, my kids have um, kind of beyond the Facebook. It's not the primary place, and right. it's not the primary place anymore because that's where mom and dad are hanging out now, <laughs> and all these old people are, are yeah. hanging out, so we're going to go hang out somewhere else. Yeah, Snapchat, Snapchat, I guess, which I, I have on my phone. I've never figured out how to use it. Do you, you, do you have Snapchat? I have Snapchat you as well. you know how well. to use it? 
You need to show uh, me how to use it. I, I don't, I'm not an active user of Snapchat. <laughs> I don't know what My it is. My wife is all over Snapchat. See, I need to ask Tina about that because I, I don't know how to use it. I've opened it up and go, all right, what do I do now? <laughs> and, you know, I work in technology. I mean, I haven't really spent that much time. I, I guess if I really looked at it a little closer, I might figure it out. So you got Pew, Pew Research. Another stat here, yeah. Another, yeah, what do they say? So Pew Research Center says that 38% of adults 65 and older are online. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So to to really take care of your technology here, you, you really need to, you know, you need to meet people where they're already at, you know, where they're at, which, you know, I've talked about this before and many people have Jesus, the disciples, the apostles all throughout history. They always went to where people were at. They didn't expect people to come to them. Right. You know, now we build churches and we hope they come, you know, we might spend some money on some, some things to try to get them there. But, but the bottom line is we need to go where they're at. And as you just read the stat there's a large, large percentage of not only Americans, but people all over the world that are online using social media. So you need to, to reach them where they're at. So you need to develop some, some, uh, some methods. And we've got guy, we've had some people on here. We've interviewed, we'll interview some more down the road aways about, you know, how you can best use social networking and some keys to connect with people. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So the fourth and final myth about technology and ministry. So the fourth one is technology could replace real life relationships. Technology could replace real life relationships. So that's, yeah, that's, I think if you're an introvert, you wish that was the case, (laughs) but that's not really accurate. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's all about relationships. And in my opinion, it always will be. Uh, I think technology is a, is a great tool to connect with people, uh, you know, and, and build relationship. Yes, but, but it's probably not a great plan unless you're at an online dating service or something like that. I was going to start one of those years ago when I was single. I uh, really should have. This was the early 90s, and I, I should have done it. Uh, yeah. I'd be rich today. Well, in the early 90s, there wasn't an internet to start with, so that might have been a little tough. But but by the mid-90s, you would have been, you would have been in business. I'm trying to think. I- what do you do? You said there was no internet in the nineties. Is that what there you was, just said? There was no internet. There was no browsers, so there was really no internet. When did uh, when use. did Windows come out? When was it? I thought it was the early nineties. When did Windows Win- come out? Windows has been around. Uh, Windows ninety. Yes, probably Four. since the early nineties. Okay, but Windows didn't have they the didn't, internet. They didn't have. They didn't have the internet. They didn't mm. have the browser. No, there was no browser. <sighs> the very first browser was. I don't know. A little technology trivia. Um, was developed by a guy named Andreessen, Mark Andreessen, when he was in school at um, Urbana uh, uh, University of Illinois. Okay, yeah, uh, Urbana. Yeah, yeah up in Urbana. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah so he, he developed the um, Mosaic browser that oh. allowed you to surf the web the internet that was okay. that existed and that evolved into the netscape navigator browser do you remember that uh, that i remember yeah so that, that was the probably was the first. first large platform deal and then microsoft 
play and catch up right. as they often do and create an Internet Explorer after Netscape navigation. Interesting. And, and you're saying that wasn't until 1995? That was, it was a, uh, 95, 94, 95. Okay. All right. I remember I was working. I'd been actually on the Internet before there wasn't a right. uh, well, web you, browser. You, so. Yeah, for those who don't know, Steve was in the aerospace Yes, industry and, for many years and so he was he actually invented the internet <laughs> yes he's well, just very was, humble about that yes but no i remember um meeting with a guy who a was definitely you could classify him as a propeller head he was a fellow engineer but one of those guys is kind of way out there and he took me into a back room and <laughs> back room it well, sounds he, already getting it's getting good <laughs> <laughs> he took actually me and my group to a room and showed us um, Mosaic, which was the the browser, and a at the time only a very few websites. Okay. And I told him that he was crazy because it was being a, an engineer I was getting into uh, some of the technology behind it, and he says it's running HTTP, which is a protocol, a Unix protocol, right? And this was in the heyday of the. IBM PCs and the those two worlds did not meet. They were completely different. All the engineering workstations in the aerospace right. business cost um, fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars for a computer, and they were running these Unix protocols. But the PCs were not anywhere near that. And so I thought, you're crazy. They're, we're not going to run any Unix protocols on PCs anytime soon. But he proved me wrong it, wow. very quickly. Well, it was already happening. I just didn't recognize it. Wow. Interesting. And you called him a propeller propeller head? Yeah. What is that? I've never heard of that terminology. You've never heard. You know, like they, they, wear the little, they wear the little beanie that has a oh, propeller okay. on the top of your head. <laughs> All right. Now I get it. Yeah. Those guys. I get they it. are kind of kind of out there for the uh, sci-fi world, making it happen right. and that sort of thing. So he was, yes. <laughs> His next big thing he was um, trying to turn everyone on to was Second Life. That okay. uh, you familiar with Second Life? Or? Well, I, I just remember years ago we had a customer that kept asking us about Second Life. Yes, because we were doing streaming video. You know, this was six—I don't know what it was—six, seven years ago, whatever. We had somebody that kept talking about Second Life. I go, "What is Second Life?" And I think you—I think you may have explained it to me. Is it still going around today? I think it's still around? alive, but I don't I don't hear much about it at all. So it was a it's a virtual world, which kind of ties into our technology is going mm-hmm. to replace real life relationships. Yeah. It was a virtual world where people could build properties, set up stores, okay. and you would enter the second life as an avatar and you would interface, you'd talk with people, you'd meet people, you'd kind of wander okay. around this town, go to stores, go to shops. Now, my son has something. What is that? They, the kids have it today on like Xbox 360. It's something like that. They build things. I can't think of it. Uh, somebody's got to Oh, Minecraft. Is yeah, Minecraft. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like that, maybe. Yeah, maybe. A little bit. Yeah, this okay. is a little, it's, you know, the the, the, the world is supposed to replicate our own world where okay. people look like. All right. Look like humans, and so right. anyway, okay. we are getting way off topic. But that's the idea here: is that um, technology is going not going to re- replace real life relationships. Yeah, um, that's it may, a myth. It's a myth. Yeah, yeah, you can potentially initiate some re- relationships, yeah. but you're not going to mature those relationships without some real life interaction, face to face. Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's it's a good tool, but the myth that, hey, it's just going to replace it, you know, like I said, the very beginning of this point, <laughs> if you're an introvert, you might hope that's the case, but the truth is there's nothing that replaces, you know, that intimacy of connecting with somebody and, you know, sharing your life with somebody. And that's really what part of, I believe, Christianity is all about, you know. So uh, it's a myth that it's going to replace it. But it again, like all these other things we talked about, it's a nice tool. Right. It can, it can definitely enhance and it can, I I think it can uh, initiate some relationships that turn into real life relationships, real relationships. And I I value that. I've, I've reconnected with a lot of people and even met some new people online, like through Facebook and, and, you know, it's, it's been really good. So, all right. So we've been talking about four myths about technology. You know, if you build it, they will come. That's a myth. You got to put some effort into it besides just build and walk away. It doesn't cost anything. Well, there are free tools out there, but it does cost you energy, time, and even some other things, even possibly money if you want to take it to the next level. And then the third one was the younger generation is the only one using social networking. That is a myth, of course. And of course, technology, as we just said here, uh, could replace real life relationships. Not the case. All right. So we're done. All right. If you have something to add to us or you feel like, nah, you guys are wrong about this, or maybe you want to add something, just send us an email. It's it's that simple. Just use technology. Support at streamingchurch.tv or during regular business hours, you can go to any one of our four marvelous websites. What are those websites, Steve? Yes, you sound so... Um, what's the word? I'm just trying to, uh, enhance, you know, well, I think there are good websites. I mean, yeah, there you go. You said they're marvelous. Now you say they're good. What are they? Well, I, (laughs) I think they're marvelously good. I don't know, but streamingchurch.tv since, since he won't tell you streamingchurch.tv is one of them. You can chat with us on there during business hours. Streamingchurch.tv, churchapplive.com, myflock.com. And greeter.church. There you go. And and uh, we're in Arizona, so we're on Mountain Standard Time. Yes, only. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else changes their clocks. We don't. Yes, we're the rebels. Now, Colorado, they do change their clocks, and they're on Mountain Time, but they're on Mountain Daylight Time, right? Is that the difference? Depends what time of the year it is. Yeah, it depends what time of the year. Right but now, they're mountains. on Mountain Standard Time. Didn't they change their clocks? They did, but they're so back, they're the so same they're back on standard. Oh, so, so they're the same as us. Yes, we're okay. both on standard, and then they're going to switch to daylight, yeah. which we do not okay. recognize. You realize nobody's listening to us yeah. right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are these guys talking about? All right, he's Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. Thanks for being with us on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. We hope that you have a great day, and we will catch you next time. Take care. Mm-hmm.